Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shir. Today we are learning that Memches Amud Beis. We left off on Memches Amud of eight lines from the bottom. Tanya. Zok Tegemara. Tanya we learned in a brisa. Rebbe Oimer Halacha Kerebeliezer. Rebbe said that the halacha is like Rebbe Eliezer, Rebbe Eliezer who said in the case that we were discussing the last few days that a person was baking matzah on Pesach and the dough became tamay and we have a dilemma about separating challah because we can't bake it because it's not roi la'achila and we can't leave it because then it will become chametz. Rabbi Eliezer said we shouldn't name it challah until after we bake it and then we can make it challah. So Rabbi says the halacha is like Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Yitzchak, oh my Rabbi Yitzchak says halacha ke ben beseira. The halacha is like ben beseira. Ben beseira, as you'll recall, held that you should leave it as dough. However, you should you should put it into cold water so that it should not become chametz. Okay, the Gemara moves on now to a very interesting discussion. The Kamoshir Isa. What is the amount of dough? What's this question? Rashi explains the question is, if somebody is going to make matzah or do something with dough on Pesach, how much dough is an appropriate amount that you could assume that it's not working with too much, which would then cause some of it to become chametz. What's the appropriate amount of dough that we're not worried that it will that it, that it, that he's un, he or she is unable to protect it from becoming chametz? The kamoshir iso. Zogdi gemara Rabbi Shmuel. Benoi shall Rabbi. This is actually, I think, part of the brisa that we just mentioned. Rabbi Shmuel Benoi shall Rabbi Yechonan ben Breika Oimer. Rabbi Shmuel Benoi, the son of Rabbi Yechonan ben Breika, says that it depends what you're dealing with. Bechitin, if you're dealing with wheat, cabin. So then it's two kav. A kav is a certain amount, is a shear of wheat. And kavin is two kav. Two kav of wheat. When you, when you grind it up and make it into flour and add water and make it into dough, that's an amount of dough that's manageable. Now, ubisairin, barley, according to this shita in the Gemara, barley does not become chametz as easily as chitim, and therefore you can afford to have more barley, so therefore it's shloishes kavin, three kav. Reb Nassin Oimer Mishum Reb Elazar. Reb Nassin says in the name of Reb Elazar, Chiluf Hadvarim, switching it around. They say the other way around that no, that barley is it makes is easier to become chametz. Barley is closer to becoming chametz, and therefore one should have less barley and more wheat instead of the other way. Okay. But didn't we learn in another brisa that Rabbi Shmuel ben Oisha, Rabbi Yochanan ben Broika Oimer, that this shita of Rabbi Shmuel ben Oisha, Rabbi Yochanan ben Broika is not two kav of wheat and three kav of seirin, but rather bechitin shaloshes kavin ubeseirin arba'a kavin, that for wheat it's three kav. And for Sa'irin, it's four kav. 
In other words, it seems like we were off. We said wheat is two and barley is three. So this this nusach of Rabbi Shmuel ben Aisha Rabbi Yechon ben says that we we understated it. Rather, chitin instead of being two should be three, and seirin instead of being three should be four. Zokti Gemara loy kasha. It's not a kasha. Habichasichta habimealiyasa. One case is talking about weaker, lower quality wheat and barley, and one case is talking about higher quality wheat and barley. Because we're talking about getting the kernels out from the wheat and turning it into flour. So high, high quality wheat produces a lot more flour than low quality wheat. So to get the same amount of flour... Um, of low-quality wheat, as you would get from high-quality wheat, you would add a kav. Instead of using two kav, you would do three kavim of wheat, and that would end up translating into the same amount of dough as if you used two kavim of high-quality wheat. And the same thing is true with barley. If you do four kavim of low-quality barley, you will come out with the same amount of dough as three kavim of high-quality barley. Now the Gemara makes a very interesting cheshven. Omar Rav Papa, Rav Papa said, Shma mina, we see from here, Grein chiti chasichta mechiti me'alyasa, that low-quality wheat is worse than high-quality wheat, tfei more then the difference between low-quality barley and high-quality barley. In other words, Rav Papa says that the, the percentage difference, the, the, the amount of difference between low-quality wheat and high-quality wheat is a much starker, sharper difference than the difference between low-quality barley and high-quality barley. What made Rav Papa say that? Rav Papa made a very simple cheshven. The ilu hasam tilsa, the hacha riva. Because by barley, the difference, the amount of barley of low-quality, by wheat, excuse me, by wheat, the difference between the low-quality wheat and the high-quality wheat is that if you're going to use low-quality wheat you can add up to a third more. Now, this third is a third that we call milabar. It's an outside third. In other words, when you add it, it's a third. So, in other words, if you have two kav of, of, of uh, low-quality wheat and you want it to have the, the amount of flour that comes out of two kav of high-quality wheat, you have to add a whole other kav which would then be a third kav, which is a third more in the Gemara's cheshven. So that's a lot more wheat to be able to have the same amount of dough. However, with barley, it's not that way. With barley, you started off with three kav of barley. And in order to get the same amount of dough from lower quality barley, you only have to add enough that when you add it, it will be a quarter. In other words, you go from three kav to four kav, so you added a quarter of the amount of barley. So instead of adding a third, which is a large amount, you added a lesser amount, which is a quarter. Instead of 33%, 
you only added 25%. Okay. So the Iluhasam Tilsa, because over there it's a third, I'm on the bottom line of Memchesam and Aleph, the Hacha River, and over here it's a quarter. Okay. Omar Rav, the Gemara says in the name of Rav, Kaba Milugna'a Lepischa Vechein Lechala. A Milugna'a Kav. Milugna'a is a place, and the Kav is the measure of a Kav that they use in this place called Milugna'a is the appropriate amount for Pesach, meaning don't make dough that's larger than this Kav, one Kav. V'chein <coughs> lechala. And similarly, when it comes to challah, this is the minimum amount that you can make that's chayiv, that you're chayiv to separate challah. Because if you make a very small amount of dough, you are not obligated to separate challah. But if you make up the amount of dough that's a kaba milugna'a, so then you would have to separate challah. Let's turn to Memches Amud Beis. Zakti Gemara. Chameshes revoim ke, frakti gemara vehotnan, I'm sorry, that, that parenthesis of the last word on memches amedalev is changed by the Messiah Sashas to vehotnan, but didn't we learn in the Mishnah, doesn't the Mishnah say that chameshes revoim kemach veoid chayovin bechalo, that five quarters of a cow of flour plus Archayev in Kala, in Kala. So five quarters means a kav and a quarter. Um, and, and, and a, and a little. Um, but according to Rav, it's only a kav milugna'a. Zokti Gemara, hachi kalmar. This is what Rav meant. Kava milugna'i nami ahai shiura ka'i. A kav milugnoi is that amount. In other words, the a kav in 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 this place milugnoi is equal to the amount of what usually is chameshes revoim kemach veoid. Zokti gemara vaiter. Omar Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef said, despite this whole conversation of how much flour or how much dough. One should make when when he or she is baking on Pesach. Rabbi Yosef says, "Hani noshi didon." Our wives, nohug lemefa, their minig is to bake kefiza kefiza lepischa. They do it a kefiza at a time. A kefiza is a measure that's three quarters of a kav. So that's what they do. They do smaller amounts, three quarters of a kav, to be machmer, to make sure that it doesn't become chametz. And this sounds like a wonderful chumra in order to protect our food from becoming chametz on Pesach. Omar le'abaya, abaya said to Rav Yosef, Maidaitech, what is your intention? What is your kavana when you say that that's what our wives um, do lechumra to say that they're they're machmer, they're more stringent in the halachas of being shaymer of protecting the dough for Pesach. So Abayah said, but this chumra is not such a chumra. Chumra da osili de kulo. It's a chumra. It's a stringency that leads to a leniency, because by only baking smaller amounts of dough, 
the kamafka lo mechala. So you're excluding it from the mitzvah of chala. As we said, if you don't have a certain amount of dough, you're not chayiv and chala. So if on Pesach they're making sure to do small amounts, they're being mafsid themselves. They're they're losing out on the mitzvah of chala. Said Rabbi Yosef, not so fast. Omar Lehi said to him, the Avdon no, they do like the halacha of Rabbi Eliezer, the Tanan, as it says in the Mishnah in Chala, Rabbi Eliezer, Oimer, Rabbi Eliezer says, Haroide, the Noisein Litzal, if Haroide is the process of removing the matzahs from the oven, if you pull out the stuff from the oven, so now you have the baked bread, the baked matzah, the noisein lasal, and you put it into the basket, hasal mitzarfon, the basket is mitzarefit, so if you do kfiza kfiza, you put a couple together, so then the matzahs of one kfiza, you put together with the matzahs of another kfiza, so you will have enough that you could then be mafresh chala. The Omar of Yehuda, Omar Shmuel, and Rav Yehuda said in the name of Shmuel, Halacha, Rebbe Eliezer, that indeed the Halacha is like Rebbe Eliezer. Omar Lei, Abaya responds back to Rabbi, to Rabbi Yosef. Really, that's what we're doing like Rabbi Eliezer, Itmar Allah, but we have a memra, we have a statement that was made about this Rabbi Eliezer. And the statement goes like this, Amr Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi said, Loishanu elokikaros shel bavel. This halacha was only said about the, the breads, the loaves, meaning the matzah of bavel. Shenoishchaizu mizu, that they bite one from the other. In other words, that the way they're baked, they come out kind of connected on the edges. So there's a reason to be mitzarif them because they kind of all bake together. Avol ke'achin, but if they are like little, uh, uh, like bilkalach or, or little matzahs that are narrow, um, you know, long and narrow, so they're not uh, touching each other, loy, then we won't say that the sal is mitzarif and that the basket combines it all together. Rabbi Yosef said, that's not, it's true, there's such a shita, but ha'itmar Allah, we have another memra that learns Rabbi Lezer differently. Omer Rabchanina, Rabchanina said, afilu ke'achin, even if it's in that shape of ke'achin, that the, the loaves are, or the matzahs are not touching each other, afal pikein, the din of Rabbi Lezer still stands, that the basket pulls it together. Boi Rabbi Yirmiya. Rabbi Yirmiya had a shayla about this halacha, that if you put it into a basket, it's mitzvah if it all combines to be chayev and chala. What if instead of using a basket, tabla, she'ein lo What if you use like a tray that doesn't have edges? So it doesn't have a inside. It's like a, it's a flat tray. Mahu, what's the halacha? Toich kli be'inon v'haleka. Do we say you need it to go inside a keli together? And that you don't have. Or do you just need it to be in the airspace of a kli? The it's piled up on this tray. So then you have it. Teiku, we remain with the shaila. Tanya, we learned in a brayser. Rebbe Eliezer, Oimer, Rebbe Eliezer says, Hasal mitzarfon, the basket combines them. Rebbe Yeshua, Oimer, Tanur mitzarfon. Rabbi Yeshua says the oven combines them. 
In other words, you don't even need to take them out of the oven and put them into a basket if there's the requisite shear of 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 matzahs in the oven together, so that's enough that they're chayev and chala. Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel Oimer, Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel says, Kikrois shel bovel, only like the matzahs of bovel that touch each other, they bite each other, meaning that they, they, uh, they grab hold of each other, they're the ones that combine, but Keachin will not combine, that we saw as a machlaikas, Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel, that is his shita. Okay, let's move on to the next Mishnah, says the Mishnah. Rabbi Gamliel Oimer, Rabbi Gamliel said, Shalosh Noshim Loshos Keachas. It is permitted to have three women kneading dough together, each one kneading their own dough. Ve'oifos Betanur, and then they could use the one oven. They used to often share ovens. They would use one oven together to bake in. Echod. Betanur echod in one oven, zu achar zu, one after the other. Even though that means that the second dough has to wait for the first one to bake and the third has to wait for the second and the first, we're not concerned. We think the women could do it quickly enough and we're not concerned that it's going to become chametz. The chachamim oimrim and the chachamim say shalosh nashim oiskois bebatzeik keachas Three women can be involved with dough at the same time. However, they should not be holding in the same place in the process of preparing this dough for baking because we want to space it out in a way that none of the doughs should be left in an oifen that it could become chametz. So achas losha, one is kneading. The achas oireches, one is setting up their challah, shaping the challah. The achas oifen, one is putting it in the oven and baking it. Now this we'll see uh, more clearly what this process looks like in the Gemara, and the b'risa that the Gemara brings. Rabbi Akiva oimer, Rabbi Akiva says, loy kol hanoshim. Not all women and not all wood and not all ovens are equal. In other words, you can't make a claw like that, he says, because there are some women that are faster than others. There's some wood that burns hotter than others, depending on if it was moist and so on. And there are some ovens that are able to be heated up hotter than others. So Zehaklau Rabbi Akiva said the rule is tofach, if you see that the dough is starting to rise, so tiltoish bitsoinein, you should, you should, um, uh, put on top of it cold water. They should dip your hands in cold water and pat the dough with cold water in order to keep it from becoming chametz. Zakti Gemara Tanu Rabbanan. So now we have the process. Three women are making challah, and we want to we want to um, uh, set up the process in a way that that each one will be ready to use the oven after the other one is finished. So Tanu Rabbanan, we learned in a brayso Lasha, the one who was kneading, he mekatefes, then starts shaping the challah. And then when she starts shaping the challah, so the chaver telasha, then, then isha number two starts to knead. Tachteha instead of her. 
Mikatefes, when the one who is shaping the challah, he oifa, when she's ready to bake, so vichaverta, so number two, who was now, who was kneading until now, mikatefes, starts to shape her challah, tachtea, in her place. Vihashlishis, and now, woman number three, lasha, begins to knead. Oifa, he, when number one finishes baking, so, Oifa, um, when she finishes baking, he lasha, so she then kneads the, the dough, then she goes back to the second cycle, and she goes to knead. And then number two, who was shaping her chalas, then goes to the oven to bake them. And the third one, who was kneading, then goes to shape hers. And it goes around in a circle. As long as they're busy with their dough, there is no concern that it will come to be chametz. Rabbi Akiva Oimer Loi Kol Hanoshim. Rabbi Akiva said that all women are not the same. Tanya, we learned in Ebraisa, Omar Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva said, Danti Lifnei Rabban Gamliel. I cleared, I, I, I presented in front of Rabban Gamliel. And I said to Rabban Gamliel, Yilam Deinu Rabbeinu. Our Rabbi, please teach us. Binoshim Zrizais, are we talking about women that know how to move quickly? Binoshim She'ein Zrizais, are we talking about women that move slowly? Be'etzim Lachem, are we talking about moist wood? Be'etzim Yeveshim, or are we talking about dry wood? Bitanur Cham, are we talking about a very hot oven? Bitanur Tzoynein, or are we talking about a cooler oven? Amarli, he said to me, "Ein achenami, it's not measurable. Ein lecha elamasheshanu chachamim. You only have to go by the 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 klal that the chachamim said to watch the dough. Zeha klal, this is the rule. Tafach, if it starts to rise, tiltaish bitzaynen, you should put cold water on it to prevent it from rising. Whatever the case may be, that's how you should make sure that the dough does not become." Chametz. Says the next Mishnah, Si'ar Yisarev. Now Si'ar, we've come across in the past, Si'ar is Chametz that did not become completely Chametz. It's the pra- it's in middle of the process of Chimotz, of becoming Chametz, but it hasn't mamish become Chametz. And therefore, it's, um, of course, it's an, Chametz enough that it needs to be destroyed, but as we learned, it's not um, 100% edible, and therefore it has different dinim. So the Mishnah says, Si'ar Yisarev, Si'ar needs to be burned, but potter. But if someone eats it, they are potter. They're not over for eating chametz. Siduk. But once it has its cracked, which is a sign of 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 real chimots, that it's like the chimots process has taken hold. Then yisarev. Then it has to be burned. And in that case, someone who eats it, chayiv kores is chayiv kores. Okay. How do we know if it's siar or siduk? So the Mishnah says, Ezehu Si'or. What's the stage of Si'or? Says the Mishnah, Kikarnecha Govim. It's like the, the antenna of, 
of uh, grasshoppers. In other words, it's like these little lines that are not connected, but there's like slight lines on it. Siduk, but the stage of Siduk is Shenis Arvus Dokin Zebozez, that the cracking on this dough has become significant enough that they're kind of intertwined with each other, and that's when you know that it's real chametz. Um, Divrei Rabbi Yehuda, these are the words of Rabbi Yehuda, this is the gather according to Rabbi Yehuda. The Chachamim say, Whether it's in both of the cases that you said that this Karne Chagovim or or Nisarvu Stokim Zeboze, in both of those cases, if you eat it, you're Chayev Koris, that's not legitimate Seor. The Ezeu Seor, so what's the stage of Seor, which is the early, an earlier stage? Kol Shehichsifu Panov. Any dough that has become pale, that becomes light, that's already the beginning of the process. Like the, a person who becomes pale, a person whose hairs are rising, in other words, a person is terrified, so their face turns pale. That paleness is an example of hechsifu panov. Says the Gemara Tanu Rabbonon, we learned in a Brisa, a Zehu Seor, what is a case of Seor? Kol Shehechsifu Panov. As long as the face of it turned pale, this was the sheet of the Chachamim. Ke'odam She'omdu Sa'aroisav, like a person whose hair stood on end. Siduk, but if it's cracked, kekarne chagovim, that, that, if, if Siduk, the stage of Siduk, where we consider it to be fully chametz, kekarne chagovim, that's like the antenna of the chagovim. So this seems to be the shita of the chachamim. Divay Reb Meir, these are the words of Reb Meir. The chachamim oimrim, so then these chachamim, we would imagine, would be Rabbi Yehuda. The Chachamim Marimim, Ezeu Seer, what's the case of Seer Kekarne Chagovim? Like the antenna of grasshoppers, that's Taka what Rabbi Yehuda said in the Mishnah. And Siduk, the cracked, is Shanis Arvus Dokin Zebozeh, is that the cracks intermingled with each other. And in each case, in either case, if you eat it, you're chayiv karis. This is a little problematic. We're assuming that the chachamim of Reb Meir is Reb Yehuda of our Mishnah, and Reb Yehuda said that if you eat it, you're not chayiv karis. But in our Mishnah, it said si or yisarev that seor is burned. That if somebody eats it. They're potter according to Reb Yehuda. Says the Gemara, Ema, the way we understand this b'risa is when it said, Zevo Zeho Eich is that it's going back on Reb Meir. Ema le Reb Meir, according to Reb Meir, Zevo Zeho Eich Lechayev Karas, that either one, if you eat it, you're Chayev Karas. Omar Rava, Rava said, my time of the Reb Meir, what's Reb Meir's reason that Reb Meir says that if it has, even if it has Karne Chagovim on it, we consider it to be fully Chametz? Because Ein Lechokot, Kol Sedek Vesedek Milamaila, you do not have 
um, a scenario where there's cracks on the top of the dough, she'en le'kamos lamata that you don't have within it, that there are many cracks. In other words, he's saying that there are cracks that, that are not visible. So even when you see the slightest um, bit of an effect of chimots on the top, you don't know what's going on underneath, and therefore you have to assume that it is chametz. And we will continue with Hashem's help with Daf Mem Tes Amir Aleph next time. Be'ezer Hashem. You have been listening to a shear from ShasIlluminated.org. For other shiurim on many topics, or to hear an Eon shear on any Daf in Shas, including Maramakaimus on each shear, please visit www.ShasIlluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427 or email info at shasilluminated.org.